uh, wow, some hisses and some applause. Thank you. Uh, and and uh, when I was there, I was a worked at a church, originally United Methodist Church, and it was I was the youth director and also the pastor of a contemporary service that I helped to start there. And um, we, we had two pastors while I was there. One was this woman, and she was great and wonderful. But in, in the Methodist church, pastors don't stay at any given spot very long. Generally, they move every two to three years, especially smaller churches. We are an anomaly uh, to that, that we've had the same pastoral staff for over a decade now. Um, and so, you know, we're, we're weird, um, but we're also big, and so we get to sometimes make our own rules. Um, and uh, just, just kidding, I'm going to get moved this year. It'll be great. Uh, so this, the, one, the guy who replaced him, um, he was a very nice guy. Uh, he was a short guy, had a real fluffy white beard, um, really super sweet guy. But he did one thing that really drove me nuts. Every Sunday, um, he would open with a joke. Have you ever been to um, a church and you, you've been sitting under this pastor who, who every Sunday he opens his sermons with a joke that have nothing to do with what he is about to talk about? This, this drove me nuts on a few levels. One is a comedian because he wasn't very funny. And I'm like, that's not even funny. You know, don't even, like, if you're going to get up there, deliver something with them. But then two, because it always just like, well, I'm so confused now. What does that have to do with, you know, the resurrection type stuff. Um, and it always just drove me nuts. With that in mind, knock, knock. Okay, I'm going to talk to you people because you people care. You people, I don't know what's wrong with you. Knock, knock. Timing. Timing is everything. Because I interrupted you, right? Timing is everything. I int. I think that joke's funny. 9.30, that was funny too. Um, uh, Kevin Workman, by the way, told me after the 9.30 service that I didn't need to begin my, jo- my sermons with jokes because my sermons were jokes. To which I said, we are docking your pay, sir. He goes, I'm a volunteer. I'm like, I know. That's what makes it so hard. Um, so, interruption. Today is um, Annunciation Sunday. That doesn't mean that I'm like, Sunday, everything I say today, I am going to enunciate very well. It's the Annunciation. It's the time in the liturgical calendar when we celebrate Luke chapter 1, starting at verse 26, which says this. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be frightened, Mary, the angel told her, for God has decided to bless you. You will become pregnant and have a son, and you are to name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but but how can I have a baby? I'm a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby born to you will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, 
but she's already in her sixth month. For nothing is impossible with God. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant, and I am willing to accept whatever he wants. May everything you have said come true. And then the angel left. These are the words of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now, in this Annunciation Scripture, I don't know about you, but it blows my mind, right? I mean, so earlier in Luke, which was like really a short time ago because it's Luke 1, right? Um, the same angel, Gabriel, appears to Zechariah, Mary's uncle. And he, he comes in and he comes in to, Zechariah is a priest and he is um, older, much older. He is uh, an old man, as it says, and um, he is trained in the priestly realms and he has become a priest and it's his clans, his tribe's time to take care of the temple. And, and what they do is they would cast lots to see who got to go in to the presence of God and to do specific priestly duties. And Zechariah was the one who, who got chosen. So he goes in to the temple where no one gets to go but these few men. And, and he's doing his duties in there. And Gabriel comes and he says, Hey, Zechariah, you're going to have a baby. Elizabeth's going to be pregnant, have a baby. And, and Zechariah says pretty much the same thing that Mary says. What? Like, what type thing? In Hebrew, though. Um, and, and then Gabriel is, he does this fascinating thing. He goes, shh, zip it. He causes him to not be able to speak until John, the baby, is born. So Zachariah is in there. He's this grown man. He's a priest. Gabriel comes to him, says, hey, your wife, you're married. We're cool with that. You're going to have a baby with her. It's like, how is this going to happen? And Gabriel, stop it. Zip it. So he can't talk for the rest of the time, her rest of her pregnancy. Mary, same angel, same news, um, essentially. He, she come, he comes in and he's like, hey, Mary, you're going to have a baby. And Mary goes, how is this going to happen? Because she's not, she's married, she's betrothed. And in, in Israel, she would have been legally married to Joseph, but they would not have had the ceremony yet. So they wouldn't be um, living together or knowing one another. She's a virgin. She's like, but see, okay, I'm not familiar with all of how things work, but I know how that works. And this isn't going to happen. But Gabriel does this wonderful thing. He doesn't go, shh, be quiet. He explains it to her and he goes on and he tells her. And it's an interesting thing, the different reactions that Zechariah and Mary get, although they had the same response to Gabriel, really. And in the end, it's this wonderful scripture. Gabriel says, for nothing is impossible with God. And Mary goes, I am the Lord's servant. I am willing to accept whatever he wants. May everything you said come true. Does that cause anyone to go, what? I mean... Really? That's what she said? I mean, she's like 12, 13. An angel appears to her and says, hey, you're going to have God's son, the Messiah, who we've been waiting for for a while. He's going to save the world. Have a nice day. Right? I mean, that's that kind of news. Just like, hey, oh, and oh, by the way, you're going to have the Messiah. And she's like, cool, whatever. 
I'm down for whatever. For me, this just seems a little, I don't know, undersold maybe. Because it, like I'm trying to put myself in her place. One, I'm 40 and a man, so it's kind of hard. And I live in San Antonio. I, I am not a you know teenage girl in misery a long time ago. But if I were, I think that I'd be a little bit more freaked out. However, artists have taken it upon themselves to to show us what it looks like. And so we have these for hundreds and hundreds of years. Artists have taken this scripture. And said, this is a great time to paint a representation of what this looks like. And it is a wonderful scripture. So this is what we've been getting over the years. This is one of the most famous ones. And you see Gabriel bent down before, um, before Mary. And, and, and it's wonderful that Gabriel, you can't really tell if Gabriel is a, a man or a woman. And I think that's done with intentionality there. And these beautiful um, colored wings and the, ha- the side halo that was really popular in that day. You know, um, later on they moved it to the top, but back then it was the side halo. Um, and, and he's delivering this news. And you see Mary, uh, you know, clutching her, her womb and kind of bent over um, in this like holy moment, like, oh. This is amazing, you know, because, wow, type stuff. And, okay, let, let's look aside over the fact that um, she wouldn't have lived in a house like that, um, nor would really anyone in Galilee during that time period, because they probably didn't exist. But um, so here's this Gabriel and, and Mary moment, and it's, and it's wonderful. Let's go to the next um, slide there. So here is another take, and this, this kind of picked up steam at one time. And so there's a lot of this type of scenario where, where Gabriel is bent over delivering this news to Mary. And do you remember a little bit later um, in, in Luke's text where he, he reminded us that Mary lived in Italy right outside of the castle gates? Do you remember that? And when they're talking about the dragon slaying the dragon, it was like literally a dragon in the moat, you know? I mean, so so, yeah, I don't remember when she lived by a castle either, but um, she's there. And you see in the top right here um, this little lectern. And this becomes kind of a trend in these paintings. It's as if she is sitting before the word of God. And, and, and at this moment, she happens to be studying. And maybe, I don't know, she's studying something from the Old Testament that is foretelling the coming of the baby Jesus. Who knows? But uh, so you have this. And then we go on to the next one. And, and, and then now it gets even a little bit crazier. And they're like, there's babies flying in at the same time. Just attack babies, as, you know. And, and this interesting thing, and again, she has her hand on the text. Um, and here, it, I love this. She's like, oh, not me. You know, no, 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 no. I'm not worthy of that. But then here comes the, the Holy Spirit um, in the dove. This also becomes a big theme that is over and over and over again. And, and Gabriel's like, look, I hope you say yes, because here comes the Holy Spirit, you know, type deal uh, right now. So and then go to the next one. This one is a little bit. OK, now we're getting a little bit more realistic, right? We're we're out of the Renaissance age. We've left the castle. Meanwhile, back in literal land, um, this is more appropriate as to what she would have lived in. I think she looks a little too old for my taste. You see the scroll. She's still studying scripture. Um, and Gabriel is very holy and he's, and, and she looks like, oh, this is just wonderful news. I am blessed by this. Just blessed, you know. So go to the next one, Matt. Thank you. Um, I, I don't know if you know that archaeologists have found thousands of wooden kneelers from um, this time period when Mary was alive. Just 
really a big thing in Jews' life during, in, in Israel during this time. But she's at her wooden kneeler, studying the text once again. Gabriel is, and she is very just humbly accepting this. Oh, just, just. And then there's the dove once again coming. Um, and, and so then, I don't know if that's the last one. I can't remember now. Go to the next one, Matt. Okay, yeah. So go back. Everybody look away. You all didn't see a thing. Okay, so here's the representation that's been going on for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. This, this beautiful representation of, of, of this wonderful moment when Gabriel, let's talk about this. This is a pretty big moment in the history of the world, right? Gabriel comes to Mary and says, hey, the Messiah is coming and he's coming through you. Um, and this is just this tremendous moment. And so, yes, these painters have been reverently depicting this and, and giving honor to Mary and, and just the awe and the majesty of the situation. But if I'm a 12, 13-year-old girl, and I am betrothed to be married to this man, and an angel appears before me and says, hey, you're about to be pregnant, and you're going to have the Son of God. Surprise. I don't know if I'm very reverential at that moment. I think that maybe my reaction is not like, oh, this is, I'm blessed. Blessed by this. I think I might be Freaking out a little bit, right? I mean, it says, oh, I I am the Lord's servant. I wonder how long it took her to get those words out. What was the time span between Gabriel's like, hey, man, everything's possible with God. And like an hour later, he's like, Mary, hey, Mary, did you you hear that? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm the Lord's servant. So modern depictions, people started catching on to this and going, yeah, this doesn't feel right. So we started doing things like this. This used to hang at the Rutgers Chapel that no longer exists there. Um, but uh, you see the angel is upside down as if to say your world is about to get rocked, Mary, you're going to have the son of man, you know, I mean, just like, boom, it's a depiction of what's going on in Mary or what's about to go on in Mary's life. And then you have this one from Henry Asawa Tanner. And I love this. Gabriel is just this glowing light. And a couple of people pick up on this too, but I love Mary just kind of in this disheveled, bed and kind of this, she, she just, her look, her face right there. I don't know. It just, it's just kind of like, I want to say almost broken in one way. Um, but just like so innocent and, and so who she should have been at 12, not some Royal garbs flowing off of her, but this girl who hears this amazing news. And, and then th- this thing carries on. And this is my favorite, um, by far. I just love this. Like she's She's had this news, and she just finds herself curled up in this corner as if trying to get away, leaning against the wall, trying to get away from this Gabriel dude who, who just came in and shook her world. And then in even more modern interpretation is this. Uh, you see Mary as this schoolgirl reading a little book, and look at her re- facial reaction to Gabriel. She's like, I'm sorry, you said what? Type two, like, I, excuse me? I love that face. And then this one is very disturbing. We'll show it for just a brief period. Yeah. Doesn't that freak you out? I mean, but but what if it would have happened during the poltergeist age? Because that's what I think of, right? Carol Ann, come to the light um, type deal. But, you know, it's it's this girl watching TV, and here comes Gabriel through the television set. And just, yeah, thank you for taking it away. It disturbs me. Um, (laughs) Even if it's behind me, I know it's looking at me type thing. Um, so you have these modern depictions of, of what Mary is going through. It, it's, so here's Mary going along in her life. Everything's great, hunky-dory. She's living her life the way that everyone lives their life in Galilee. 
she has um, been betrothed to Joseph. She's been given this, this is what your life path is going to be. And all of a sudden, bam, interruption. The plan that she had, where she thought she was going, God goes, yeah, no. Let's try this instead. Now, a lot of people say that that Mary was well-versed in the scriptures. A lot of artists seem to think that that's all she did was read scripture, waiting for the angel to come. She knew that he was going to come, so she was constantly in the scripture. Chances are a girl of her age would have been familiar with scripture, but not like a boy of her age. Chances are a girl of her age would have done some studying of the scriptures, primarily, I believe, the Psalms, but she would not have been so, like, just immersed in it the way that a boy would have done. Girls had different roles. She was a little girl who was pledged to be married to a carpenter. She was going to be a carpenter's wife. In her mind, she's planning the next 40, 50 years. I do a lot of weddings and I love when I sit down with couples and we start talking about their life together and, and we're, we're planning the ceremony, but we're, we're really talking about what's going to happen after that day one of marriage and what happens beyond it. And so I ask these questions of, you know, what's your picture of an ideal husband? What do you, what's your picture of an ideal wife? What, what would it look like to have a successful marriage? What does that, that mean to you? And, and it's great, um, you know, because guys will always go, uh, um, you have anything type answers? Cause you know, that's just, we're not very smart. Right. And so, uh, I don't know. Um, there's going to be a party after the, the ceremony. Right. And cool girls, however, generally jump right in. Oh, this is what it's going to be like 10 years from now. What's your marriage? Gonna look like? Oh, this is what your marriage is going to look like. Why? Because they've been thinking about it for a while, right? They've been thinking about it. They've been planning for it. They've been like dreaming about it. They've been on their notebook in junior high writing Mr. and Mrs. Blah, 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 whoever their love was at the time. Right. They've been thinking about it for a while. It may not be the guy they're sitting to at the moment, you know, that they've been thinking about for all this time. He just happens to be the lucky guy. But they've been planning this wedding. They've been planning their life. They've been, you know, this is what it's going to look like. Mary was probably thinking, I'm going to be Joseph's wife. He's a carpenter, a tecton. He works with stone and, and, and he's going to maybe work on the rebuilding of the temple. And so maybe he's going to be there and we'll be right around there, but we're going to live with our family. And, and so we're going to be surrounded by our family because that's what my mom did. And that's what her mom did. And her mom did. This is how we live. And she's planning her life. And all of a sudden God goes, excuse me, let's go this way now. (laughs) Left turn. God interrupts into her life and says, let's do something different. Now, I don't know if Mary was actually reading scripture at the moment and if she was reading the, the prophecies that would foretell of the coming of baby Jesus. That'd be really cool if she were. And I don't know if she knew the scripture so well that when Gabriel enters in and he begins to say these things, she's going through her Rolodex of scriptures going, oh, this kicking all these off. Oh, I get it. Yes. And I don't know how long it took for her to go. I am your servant. But what I do know, because we stand here today celebrating it, is she was open 
she was open for the interruption. When the interruption came, she didn't freak out. She didn't say, no, 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 that ain't going to happen. Not in this womb. That's kind of funny. She entered in. Last night, um, yesterday was Grace's birthday, and she turned uh, nine years old. And like every uh, good parent does on their child's birthday, we left her at home with babysitters. Because, <laughs> you know, I was like, you had the whole day, really. Uh, we had a wonderful day with her, and she knew it was her birthday, and she was excited that it was her birthday, and it was all about her yesterday. And, and she was just filled with joy the entire day. It was such a, a wonderful blessing of a day. And, um, and then we handed her off to uh, Jenna's parents, so she got to be with her grandparents. It's not like some random person. Uh, and so she loved that and had a great time and, and they put her to bed and Jen and I had, um, a couple of things. We come home and I, I walk in and Grace has this, um, hot pink sparkly uh, Christmas tree in her bedroom, um, that has lights on it. And cause you know, it's awesome. And so is she. And so it's, you know, I love that tree. Uh, and, uh, the lights were on. So I walk by and I see the lights coming from underneath the door. I'm like, oh man. She's going to wake up because she wakes up periodically throughout the night, and most of the time she'll just go right back to bed. But if the lights are on like that, she's going to be like, well, it's go time. Let's get up. Let's do this, and our night's going to be over. So I, I went in, and I have an unbe- I'm, a, I'm a rather um, large fella, but I have an unbelievable ability to be very quiet. Um, it's cat-like ability. We have this rule in our house, and we have forever, you wakey, you takey, right? You... You wake her up, she's your issue, you know, and, and it, was, it was true with both of our kids, and um, we, we let that be known to um, aunts and uncles, you wakey, you takey, um, and so it's a great rule for those of you that have little babies, just a perfect rule. Um, so I, I open the door, and I don't make a sound, don't even make a sound, just, and Grace is sitting on top of her bed, and her, she has these little Christmas pajamas that she was wearing. And she was like on her knees kind of thing, her arms raised, her head pointed up with this gigantic smile. And it wasn't that I startled her and she just like every time I enter the room, she does that. Dad, you know, it's not one of those things. I walk into that. And she sees me. And she starts to giggle. She jumps out of the bed, bolts past me, and goes and jumps in my side of the bed. I slept in her bed last night. She was a big sleeper. I don't know what was going on in Grace's mind. I don't know what was happening in that room. I don't know the type of interruption that was going on in there. But something was. I don't know if any of these artistic impressionations, these representations, have any close resemblance to what happened with Mary. But I like to think when that interruption happened, when she got back off the floor, that she looked up to heaven and she raised her arms smiling. Because she was ready for that interruption. Advent is a season of anticipation. It's a season of waiting. It's a season of preparation. Getting ready for that interruption when it comes again. 
May we be so open that whenever that interruption comes, be it the second coming or later on today when God says, hey, remember how you were going to do this? Let's not do that anymore and let's go over here. That when that interruption happens, you raise your hands and you smile. Maybe you giggle a little bit and you get moving. May we be ready for the interruption. Let us pray. Gracious and Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you for the interruption of our world. For the time when you interrupted our history. We thank you.